Oh, you know what? Well, she'll be fine. I could get rid of her if you want. Oh, she's okay right now. I mean, I mean, I could In literally general? get rid of her. I could murder her. If she w- I'm not that emotionally attached to the dog after the last what? episode. No. Yeah, you've just... Uh, well, I had to be put in that very realistic context of what if I had to stone Ellie in a handmaiden's tale situation and we had to reevaluate our relationship. You've made uh, your peace with us. Yeah, yeah, we're not that close anymore. I, I think I could face the apocalypse with her now. Okay, good to know. Yeah, I'll keep that in mind. If anyone needs a sacrifice for anything, Ellie. Oh, oh fun. Um, oh. Like a virgin. She's still a virgin. She hmm. can sacrifice her technically. I thought she was a rescue dog. You don't know what they did to her. No, we, she, we found her on her porch when she was like four months old. So unless she got fucked real hard mm. in those first four months, which she might have, she's pretty promiscuous. Yeah, I think they do use really young dogs for a lot of the breeding sex slave stuff. Oh, poor puppy. So she's probably an abuse survivor. Yeah. Anywho. This is the Gender Fluids Podcast with Ariel Norman and Austin Smart, a podcast about all the sex and all the people. Hey, that one worked out well. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. I think that's good. Yeah, cool. We'll we'll give that one a shot. All right. Um, Shall we start? Yeah, that works with me. You have had some uh, revelations this week, or you've set some new rules for yourself, some like new gender rules for yourself this week. I'm not gonna uh, call them rules. I you 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 further defined uh, what yourself or like how you feel about yourself within language, yes. and the language you use surrounding yourself. Yeah, I was talking to uh, Katie, my wife, about my gender again, and. What we came to was because we started going through like every gendered term that we could think of to see whether I would pick the masculine or the feminine. And it was we we pretty much couldn't find anything that I didn't prefer the masculine version of. So like if you're going to take if you're going to try to make everything binary on these polarity, I guess, between handsome and pretty, I'm going to go with handsome if we're going to do ladies and gentlemen, I'll do gentlemen. Prince, princess, prince. Um, king, queen, king. There's a lot of royalty. Duke and duchess. You know, Yeah. I'll take duke. The feudal um, system is very much alive still. Yeah, there's a lot of, you know. Um, we were trying to figure out, is it, so it, as opposed to a dominatrix, dominator? What's the male? Um, it's just a dom. Is that, that's the official male? Yeah, like, and then even there's some females who are female doms, and they spell it D-O-M-M-E, the masculine. Yeah, the masculine spelling is D-O-M. What's the masculine term for a professional sex dom? You just be a professional male dom. Okay. Well, I don't really like either of those words, but still, I would. I'm definitely not a tricks. I'm not an anything tricks. No. You know, but I always, I still feel like I will identify as a woman and not, um, and and she and he and her are fine. Although I'm never going to correct someone who misgenders or whatever. It's I just doesn't feel like a misgendering. I guess is the point. So I was going to see if you could try to come up with a, a gendered term that I don't choose the masculine version of. Um, I mean, I don't think we're going to find one of those. I think because you inherently identify as intensely masculine. But that's the other thing. is It's not like I identify as intensely masculine. You you do, but you aren't comfortable with that, I don't oh, think. Is that what we think this is? Yeah, and I'm not saying like you walk around cognizantly like identifying as like a very masculine like center of energy or that you're constantly walking around thinking of how intensely masculine you are or should be but i think it's very subtle in how it like affects you and that's why i think it's so inherent because it is a very natural place for you to be and for you to exist and so when you are put in that situation of having to pick the feminine or the masculine version of some word like pretty or handsome inherently you'll always lean towards the masculine yeah i guess that's true i mean as a kid when i was playing video games i would certainly gravitate toward wanting to be a boy character 
uh, or playing Barbies with my sister. She was the Barbie and I was the Ken people. Um, I say Ken people because there were a few other characters. I don't know if you. <laughs> I never played with Barbies, really. Yeah, they wouldn't have probably given any to you. Um, Actually, I did cut a few Barbies, like hairs mm-hmm. once that I stole or that were being thrown away. That was it. Like sad. A, a sad transgender kid story of <laughs> <laughs> just dug some Barbies out of the trash can once, petted them for a minute, and then threw them away in shame. <laughs> Didn't talk about it until now. It's it's great. You're really accurate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other boys were cutting their heads off, and I was gluing them together, <laughs> masturbating while cutting their hair. <laughs> oh, thank God you're just trans and not a psychopath. Yeah. Serial killer, right? So you are saying on some level you prefer she, her. Well, it's not even that. Cause it but pretty Matt, pretty is not good, but handsome is. Right. So and it's, I don't, I, you know, now that you put it that way, I don't prefer she, her. I just, it does creep me out. I think, you know, if there's internal transphobia, internalized transphobia, I guess I probably have that because it just creeps me out to think of myself as like uh completely like as a guy i don't identify as being a guy that's not internalized transphobia that's Mm -hmm. you literally defining your own gender queerness yeah maybe like you're literally in a like a kind of odd like androgynous space where neither side totally feels right right and you just kind of like vibe in the middle and part of it is that being raised as a woman um you're treated a certain way and and in some ways i have been treated throughout my life differently because of masculinity or because of various just things about me that people are responding to but still in a lot of ways i'm treated as a woman and i have a period and so i have to go through all of these things that make me into a into someone who identifies with other women and relates to them and, you know, in all these ways that, um, you know, I will always have a greater sympathy or empathy toward women than I would have, you know, if I didn't have a PMS and period and people, you know, interrupting you and not hearing what you say, all those, all those kinds of things. And so to, for me to identify as a man and then especially if I tried to pass as a man and then people saw me that way I think it'd be really weird for me because I also have that this big part of me that's like oh no I'm a woman I also really identify with that struggle of being a woman it's kind of yeah. it's just shitty to be a woman really yeah. I had a joke once about transition and I was like people always say it's hard to be a woman it's not hard to be a woman it's just unfortunate yeah <laughs> yeah just like left it at that. No, no, I never do it anymore because it's not really a funny joke. It's more of just a sad statement. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, I feel like I could be your therapist on this to some extent, but I also feel like you need professional just because like what you just described. So mm-hmm. you're essentially saying you li- you can imagine yourself being a man, but the place that you draw discomfort from in that experience would be how much you still empathize with and like incorporate your experiences as a woman in the world into that identity. I also have a big fear. Like if I, there's a part of, if, if I could have a, a male body in a lot of ways, I would probably really enjoy that, but I'd have to be guaranteed to have, to be attractive and to have the kind of male body that I want. Because if I'm, because I am attractive and if I get finally after, you know, the first 25 years of being very unattractive, um, I'm attractive now and I enjoy that. And, and there's a lot of power that you get as an attractive woman. People, you know, buy stuff. Um, and I'm afraid of giving that power up. And also, you know, it's a real gamble if you transition you know, am I, what, what's going to happen to this I face? Mean, you know, well, for me, it sounds like you're worried about losing things that are ultimately not to sound hokey, but a little ephemeral and passing. So you're worried about whether people buy you free shit and like how people are going to treat you. Mm-hmm. But really let's take the worst case scenario and you become an unattractive trans man in your mind. Yeah. Your wife's still going to be there. Like Katie's not the shitty type of person that's going to leave you. Most none of your friends are going to leave you and you'll probably still be more attractive than most of them. Uh, Like, uh, so what's the real downside is that you just suddenly have to deal with 
Well, number one, you know, when I get on stage, there's still, I wonder if there's still a power to, an attractive person gets up on stage, there's going to be a little bit more of people turning their head and going, what's what's she going to say? However, there have been studies done that, like, attractive people's attractiveness can work against them in certain Mm -hmm. situations because what they say just naturally comes off as arrogant or all-knowing that's true that's true you there there are some benefits to being ugly in comedy so maybe that's a wash um i'm also very i'm pretty shallow i'm not shallow because i care about the deeper stuff too but i do mm. care about i do care about the surface you i am very aesthetically motivated uh you place I, a heavy emphasis on uh on not material things but appearances i really like attractiveness what's wrong with that i like looking in the mirror well and that's the other thing when i was a kid uh, my fantasy was being an androgynous rock star i used to think about that a lot which was a confusing thought to have as a mormon kid because it wasn't it wasn't not against my religion to want to be an androgynous rock star all right that's awesome but you're literally like presenting like your own solutions to yourself you're like saying as a child my fantasy was to be androgynous right so Knowing that was a fantasy, and then now, as an adult, having, like, the vocabulary and framework to work through androgyny, why still the struggle to, like, perfectly define that androgyny? Well, you know, just because we're doing a podcast about it, mostly, but also, but I do, that's that's the thing. So I don't think, that's that thing, right, of, oh, if I go to therapy, is it going to turn out that I'm really transgender and really should do physical changes to be my true self? Is that true or is it really like, oh, I just enjoy androgyny and that's the space I want to live in. And yes, if I had my druthers, if I had an endless amount of money, um, would I like to do something that would make my shoulders a little bit broader, Uh, like my muscles a little bit more uh, testosterone-y, you know, a little bit more defined, Um, things like that. There's stuff like, mm, and, and, you know, if I could... If I could have a penis that that worked and everything, I would uh, <laughs> I would take that. But um, I don't think I would give up my vagina, though. But if I could have both or if I could have a sometimes penis that I could really feel, I don't know. Yeah. You know. Oh, well, for sure. I feel like, even yeah, even I'd be like, yeah, I want both. That, that would be great. If I could have an asshole, a vagina, and a dick. All at the same, yeah. It's like, oh, God, like, what a relief. Also, one, way easier to hide your dick. Just You got two holes. Inside. Oldest joke in the book, but would Ollie be pragmatic? Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, uh, the possibilities. The possibilities. Uh, hopefully, our species will evolve eventually to have all three in every in everybody. But for now, and we kind of do. I mean, if you count a clit, it's just it's just it's hard to put a clit in something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and so, it, but that's a sort of. I don't think that that's necessary for me to be happy or to be my real self is to have the 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 perfect body. If I, you know, to choose exactly what my body would be. Uh, am I going to cut off my boobs one day? Maybe. But I hate my boobs, you know. I've said this before, but if I had good boobs that I liked, then maybe I wouldn't want to chop them off. Uh, but is that gender dysmorphia or body dysmorphia? <laughs> you know, if I I'm had sorry a great, to laugh. I, I just don't great, know. No, you can laugh. If I had a good set of boobs, I, I, it's, it's hard. There's no scientific study that I can conduct on myself. Yeah, I want to, well, no, I don't want to enlarge mine. I want to change their shape and aesthetic. Yeah. So, so, but I still think, okay, so I identify as androgynous, um, just masculine of center, and yeah, there you go. Prince Ariel. Prince Ariel. So earlier you mentioned, uh, thank God I wasn't a serial killer uh, when we were talking about being trans and digging the Barbies out of the... Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, in relationship to the serial killer, uh, there are two news stories this week that kind of involve sex, but one is very serial killer-esque. Except he didn't actually kill anybody. So there's a guy. Yeah. Did you actually read the whole I article? I did. It wasn't even that long, Austin. No, oh, I didn't know. If you just <laughs> did you read up. the whole article? It was very in-depth. It was at least 600 words. If um, the article's headline is, you know, mortician s- s- 
saves 3,000 plus penises in jars. I'm going to read the article. 3,178 digs. Mm-hmm. Like, they, that's not even why they were investigating him, though. They were investigating him because he was implicated in some other organ smuggling ring. Oh. And, like, a tip had been given off, and they got to the house and just discovered that this guy had all these dicks. And they said there were just shelves and shelves, like, lined the wall. Dude. Can you imagine being the guy that kicks in that door? Can you imagine having enough space in your apartment for 3,178 dicks? I I could maybe fit 30 dicks in my apartment currently. Um, what if you had a little water bed built out of dick jars? Yeah, I. That if seems you, he, so he's like swimming in seminal fluid somehow. Yeah, if he if there were some like tiny home advice for like where to store all the dicks, you know, the three thousand dicks, the three thousand dicks. That's a great, that's a great little sketch video. <laughs> in the article, it was like he immediately confessed. Like this guy has been storing these dicks and can't wait to like tell him. He's like the person in. Like the interrogation room, we're like, all right, so explain what happens. And then five hours, they're like, we don't need any more detail, but yeah. we can't leave until you stop talking. We're not allowed to go he's home. Like, like, yeah, but I haven't told you about 3001. Uh, that was like such a special one for me because I just broke oh. 3000. And he was a mortician. And so he was just chopping off the Once they were done with every, everything else, after the funeral, or before, they no, put pants on people for generally. Sure the funeral, because who is checking their like, just dead, not poking. deceased person's dicks. Yeah, my mom touched my dead brother a lot at his funeral, but I don't think she poked in his pants, so you're right. Explains why he hasn't been caught until now. It's like no one's going to touch. Your dead son's Do you son's think he had like a tiny, area. like, like, because the dicks were in jars, so you think there's just like a section of like clits that he cut well, off Well, see, too? that's what we were wondering. Well, because I talked to my wife about this, and we were wondering, yeah, did he save clits? I think maybe he did, but the police officers just thought, they were like, oh, what's what with the jars of the ends of people's noses? I don't know why he's just penises and <laughs> little yeah, nose. Like tiny, and tiny <laughs> little things that don't matter, just like. Yeah. <laughs> what are the, well, these what must are be these? like his. The Tic Tacs they like to yeah, eat. Yeah, this mm. jar of beans over here that, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you wonder about that. I guess maybe it's just harder to to, to get the clits out. <laughs> a penis is just easy work. Maybe, or maybe he was eating the clits. Like, when I saw his picture, I was like, yeah, that guy cuts off dicks. That guy for sure cuts off dicks. Yeah, I don't know how they get these pictures going. This is like the worst mugshot picture I've ever seen. His hair is going in every which dire- direction. Yeah, he. <laughs> there's no way this guy doesn't <laughs> jar penises. I wonder too, because because Katie, my wife, she she uh, cans, she jars pickles and and okra. Now, and what stuff. kind of can? Do you think he just went to Walmart one night and stacked up on big jars? Well, see, he has to, but also his his mother gives him jars. Oh, you're pickling, are you? But that's what I. Does he have to do? Because to pickle something, there's a whole process. You gotta you gotta they weren't, sterilize. They weren't pickled the, dicks. Oh, they weren't pickled. No, <laughs> Why did I he make that like part Because I think in your well, head, well, I assume you, you have to in order to. No, and I think in your head, you them. want him to eat them. Well, I assume he's going to eat them at some point. No, but he put them in formaldehyde or like a oh, preserved. Oh, formaldehyde. They were, they were like perfectly preserved human dicks just floating there. It, formaldehyde. That's what it, I knew they were preserved. I guess I was thinking he was pickling them, but that's it's, that's for my own amusement that I made that up. So he's formaldehyding them. Was he was he organizing them by size or race or anything fun? They didn't give any of that information, mm-hmm. but I think you can only assume so. Why wouldn't like, you? If you're taking the time to cut off, collect, and store properly, because they said he had built shelves for this, so mm-hmm. this isn't just like a, I'm keeping them all in a closet. He had them all out on display. There has to be some work. Maybe it's just chronological. Maybe it's just in the order that he cut them off. I feel like probably what he would do is uh, like occasionally just start snorting Adderall, and then you know how much fun it would be to organize your dicks in a different <laughs> way every time. At first it was chronological, and then he's like, nope, you know what we're doing today? Racially, uh, yeah, figuring out the demographics. I, I, what, what else could you do to organize I mean, them? I think he probably had like a general organizational method. He probably had a section for things that were like, eh, those didn't go as well. He was learning how to do it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a hack job. He for sure had to have a favorite. There was one he liked more or a couple that he liked mm-hmm. more than others. It prominently displayed in his home. Yeah, they held spaces of significance, whether like next to his bed or at the table with him yeah, on an altar, perhaps. Do you think he opened some of them and, and touched them a little? 
Can you touch formaldehyde? I don't know if he did, but I'm thinking if he wanted to, he's familiar enough with the chemicals to know how he could like safely mm-hmm. pull it out. But I think that might fuck up like the preservation process. I think like once it's been in there, if you maybe if you pull it out, it starts to deteriorate more quickly. Good point. I don't know. I'm Is just he am- saving balls too? No, no balls. I don't, I don't think so. All right, well, like, me and I agree on that. You don't really want balls hanging around. It's one thing. It's just the dick. Because I'm thinking balls are another like whole internal organ system that wouldn't be as easily preserved or cauterized. Kind of yank it out, and then there's loose, loose yeah. gooey ends of balls. And also, that police report in that article would have said like dick and balls. You're true. It specifically said penises. That is a good point. But the penises aren't hard, right? These are just flaccid penises, just floating in formaldehyde See, that's know, creepy i don't know because when you die you sp- is you it, hurt, it, hurt, yes, it don't you get like an erection isn't that set in I th- at some yeah point? well yeah does it rigor maybe but it rigors out to sort of a half hard like a half yeah but this guy's chub. a mortician so chances are if he gets a hard dick he's gonna take the opportunity and fucking chop that when, shit off when it's in its prime or i wonder if there's a way maybe he um is it Wait, is formaldehyde what they put in the bodies too? What's that called? It's, it was something with an F. It was like here, I'll pull the article up. It's something. With no, but an you F. know when you preserve a body for the for the funeral. Yeah, that's formaldehyde. For yeah, sure. so maybe w- you can formaldehyde the penis into an erection. You know, th- just the way that you're filling the body up. Um, maybe you can fill it as and to replace the blood it would need. You like fill pump it, something in it artificially. Yeah, you're p- he's sure pumping it, it up with fluids and then and then jarring them. That makes sense. Because you wouldn't want to have a 3,000 flaccid no, dicks in jars. If you have 3,000 dicks, you have a wide variety in dicks. He probably has them in all shape, shapes You're right. Sizes. Maybe some flaccid, some half-hard, some... All, yeah. Actually, well, I don't know. Where was he from again? Let me see here. Dude, I mean, we can judge this oh, guy. Oh, this is in Houston. Oh, nice. My alma mater. Represent. This dude's in Houston, right? Yeah. Oh. Okay. So yeah, he probably had a wide variety of dicks then. Oh, Houston's very diverse. I was thinking if he was in like yes, single like a place that was like mostly like homogenous and like some sort of race, but no, like this dude's probably getting a lot. Yeah. This is this is international dicks. I mean, Houston's got a great variety of dicks, and we can judge this guy all we want to, but it kind of reminds me when I was a kid and uh, I was fantasizing about all kinds of fucked up stuff when I was a, a, a very small child. One of the fantasies that I had, like one of my recurring fantasies, was about, it was like this king, the the, the main version of it, because I would slightly alter it sometimes, but the main version was that there was this kingdom where um, the king would be killed at like 25 years old, because in, in, when I was a, a six-year-old, I thought that was kind of the end of your prime of your life. He, he he would be killed, and and what they would do is on like a balcony up. All the villagers from the kingdom would come and gather around for the for the killing of the king, and they would chop his penis off and throw it to the crowd, and whoever caught it would become the next king. And then, um, you know, it was kind of a a bar, you know, a devil's bargain because you get to be the king, but then at twenty five, your your dick's, dick's gonna off. get cut off, yeah. and then your head's gonna get cut off. Um, Anyway, and then this king had these rooms. One of the benefits of being a king, why it was kind of worth this trade-off, is that the king had these rooms that were full. Uh, there was, like, one room that was full of dicks and one room that was full of boobs. And he would just go in and, like, roll around, I guess, in the in the boob or dick room. Um, the I mean, so, I mean, I, like I said, I can't really... I, I kind of understand, you know. This, this guy was just fulfilling some kind of... If I hadn't had proper parenting or like brothers and sisters who knows what kind of things you would have gotten into shenanigans you would have if i had become a mortician and i had no friends as this like clearly didn't um you don't know that he could have many you think he's having dinner parties over with the with the dicks out i don't know last time you know we talked about how there's always a community around everything this dude's probably part of like a community of morticians doing fucking weird shit oh my god if you're a mortician and you are doing weird shit we will not turn you in please write genderfluidspodcast at gmail.com and let us know what body parts you're saving and what you're doing to them please 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 this guy looks like if divine fucked buffalo bill but had a bad joan bonnet ramsey haircut you're right. One of his eyes is 
is like half closed and looking a different direction than the other eye. I think the form- formalin is getting into his brain. Yeah, that's the thing, dude. This guy lived in that house for ten years with all these dicks. He wasn't Breathing moving, so fumes. it can't be healthy. That can't. Yeah, that can't be healthy. Like a mortuary probably has some sort of ventilation system built into it. Yeah. Not this house. This guy was poisoning himself with the fumes of his penis jars. Maybe he was using them as poppers. You think he's even gay? That's what I want to know. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Do you think he's ever had sex with one mm. female prostitute when he was young and he just doesn't understand anything? Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't, we don't know anything about the guy besides what we can see in this picture and that he cut off 3,178 dicks. Is law um, and order going to be covering this? Would that not be the best, like, new true crime, like, story? Just Because yeah. it's over 10 years, so it's really just this guy cutting off dicks for, like, 14 episodes. I mean, it, no episodes. one was hurt. No one was hurt. True. Do we even want this to be a crime in our society? Do we want to live in the kind of society where a mortician can't exercise freedoms that hurt no one? That's a good question. I mean, because at the end of the day, like... If I don't cut my dick off myself, I would be fine with the mortician cutting off my dick. If but no I mean, one was going to use it. If anything, it's a tiny bit less flesh uh, decaying in the earth. That doesn't matter. It, it you does essentially, you're like, hey, let's create another jar full of like chemicals instead of yeah. like putting this flesh back into the earth. You're right. It's a lot of chemicals. Yeah. Okay. So just as a just as a like a, environmental crime. I mean, I'm just saying as a hobby. I feel like it's not horrible. Mm-hmm. It's 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 disgusting, and but it's you know yeah no one's really hurt like unless the the thing would be unless there there are people who like believe in like mutilating a dead body is sacrilegious. So if you're violating someone's like yeah, religious true. rights, then that's fine. But if it's some just like atheist motherfuck that doesn't give a shit about what happens to their body after they die let their dick be cut off it's fine yeah let people sign a waiver you know you know just like you choose about your organs can the mortician save you know keep parts of your body that they're interested in in a jar it does it bother you just if we had that system in place so that people could give their consent then this wouldn't be an issue not only would this guy not be in jail now he probably would have found a nice like female or male mortician that also has the same thing that they're into and they could be living a nice life right now where we send them those dead bodies. Yeah, you know, everyone would win. And and also, I... And then this guy could be on our podcast. Well, here's As the, it is, can we get him on the podcast? Brown, we might get a phone interview. Okay. But, I mean, it'd be good for our society. We would create jobs doing this because these people would need to be put in contact with the bodies. Mm-hmm. You'd need a system for vetting the bodies that are coming through it to process the paperwork. So you're creating jobs where people have to fill, like, read through that paperwork. The bodies are going to be transported by, like, trained professionals. So they're, you're creating, like, transportation jobs okay. of this new commodity that we've also then created. I'm thinking... A documentary is going to be made. So there's a film crew that has, like, a paycheck for a year. Also, can we, when we're signing uh, this over, can we say, hey, pay me $100 and then you can have my penis when it's dead? Can we, can we preemptively sell? Or can the family of, a, of their, th- can you sell your dead son's penis to someone who wants it? See, now that would be useful. I feel like there would be, like, definitely, like, anything in our society, there's going to be a class system to this. So there will be people who just get the free donations, but then there will be, like, a pay system and private agencies, again, stimulating the economy, whereby rich people who want, like, these cutoff dicks can, like, go and, like, bid on or buy. Yeah, as an these. auction. That would mm-hmm. be good, especially if you if uh, if your famous loved one dies. I mean, you should be able to get decent money for their dead penis. Dude, for sure. Tom Petty just died today. R.I.P. Love Tom Petty. But if you sold Tom Petty's dick... We should have uh, a, a dick eBay so that you could sell your loved one's penises. If people want them... We didn't realize that we had, there was a market for this. There, there, was, a, there was a need, you know? There's well, this, a that's demand. because our media is run by liberal elites who don't want you to know about how wonderful penises permanently, uh, for not fermenting, being preserved are. What an untapped market. I mean, if we're the first to think of this, can we can we start? Well, we're clearly not the first people to think of this. No, but we to Dick eBay, we might be the first people who've thought about that. I don't think so. This guy already existed. You're telling me he right. never like smoked a joint and had a what if conversation well, about his ideal. He wasn't an entrepreneur. We know that much. <laughs> so if anyone wants to invest, uh, we need some angel investors for 
dead dick eBay. I mean, obviously, there's people who would pay for it. You know how many people are in the closet about wishing they had thousands of penises in jars in their homes? This guy, it's only because this guy had so little to lose. Obviously, unloved. The real Um, leap, technologically, is going to be if we can somehow preserve them outside of jars. Oh, yeah, because not everybody wants them in jars. Because that's just a, let's look at this thing. There's yeah. not a lot of, like, pragmatic, like, applications for it. You can't fuck anything with it. You're it's right. Not, it's just a talking piece. Like, oh, I got this dick. You're yeah. right. Like, there's a lot of people, you know, when um, when Kanye West dies, who would like to be able to cut off his penis and fuck themselves with it. Yes. Or do whatever they want to it. Um, so you're right. The jar, it would be l- worth less in jars. We, what we really want is to be able to kind of stuff the dick and get it, um, get the flesh to remain, you know. Because you can't taxidermy it. That's too rough. Yeah, you don't want to full, full on taxidermy it. But we'll although, I mean, taxidermy dicks probably might There's not do that badly. Yeah, but you can't fuck yourself with that. There's no lube in the world that makes like a tanned hide soft and like slick gotcha. and then doesn't permanently fuck that hide up, you know? Okay. Well, I haven't tried to fuck myself with something taxidermy, but I'll take your word for it. The other, th- the other article, which is much more vague than this one, uh, it, a lot of questions were yeah. left. <laughs> a lot of questions were made. So, there, this is the, so the first article came from just like a nice website, like local news reporting this thing. This is in the Washington Post, so which is just a, so far as headlines in the Washington Post go, just, oh, thank God it exists. Like, mm-hmm. this is going to be around forever now. Mm-hmm. It's semen contaminated flutes might have been given to children, California school officials warn. Love it already. Uh, so, there. The thing I have it. This is all through a nonprofit agency yes. uh, <laughs> that is like set to like bring flutes and fluting to like underprivileged places and to places of distress or that don't have arts. And it's called Flutes Across the World. <laughs> uh, and it was just this. this it's just like nonprofit that some dude set up, right? Well, this guy didn't set it up. This oh. was an employee of like a tangential nonprofit that's associated with it or he's like i forget he's working for these people and it's been in california school systems and the way the system works is like a kid makes a flute and colors it because they and then they give that one away and they get one and that one gets sent somewhere else they make or they make two they once make two. In you keep away. one and give one yeah one and but then they found out that apparently there had been bodily fluids like put on these flutes somehow mm-hmm. but I don't know. Like, it doesn't specify how whatsoever. It just says, like, someone tipped them off that there may be some bodily fluids on it. And then it all got brought back to this one guy. So, like, what was this guy doing? Just coming on all these flutes and, like, rubbing it in? Or did he have it, like, a jizz mister that he was just, yeah. like, spraying just, like, zzz over these flutes? You, well, you could jizz into one of those bottles that you know like that you spray a cat with um when they're being bad so if you just did that and then you kind of sprayed it because it diluted it with water maybe yeah you probably have to dilute it because presumably the uh, the idea is it 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 either amuses or titillates him to think of school children um fluting flouting um flout is playing the flute right playing Uh, playing the flute (laughs) Uh, Faluting his, uh, fluting his <laughs> yeah, um, you know, and there's uh, going to be semen on all these little kids' lips. I mean, that's clearly what he's what he's going for. Um, and there, and I mean, some of these kids could be curious. And I don't know if you ever fucked yourself kid. with a recorder when you were a kid. That's what these essentially look like. But hopefully, no one's gotten pregnant. Well, the semen semen's not going to stay alive that long, right? But there still could be. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, he theoretically could have given someone an STD if a curious, yeah. like, kid had put it inside them and there had been a, vi- like, thing of, like, a mm-hmm. virus on it. And, uh, yeah, it's, like, a, it's not safe. I like to think that the that the penis guy's like, Jesus, man, that's fucked up. Like, at least I'm not hurting kids. Yeah. Yes, although we didn't hear in that first article whether any of his 3,000 penises were child penises. It's true. You know, we only can probably assume some were. Um, I mean, uh, but here again, probably not hurting anyone. I mean, unless uh, no. unless a, a young man or woman got an STD by fucking themselves with one of these flutes, in which case... Which it has not been reported in the Washington Post. So, and that's the thing. In here it says, 
the only fear from parents is that their children could have gotten sick. It didn't say that any of them did. So for all we know, this man just made their children stronger. Yeah. Is that how that works? Uh, is you get a little inoculated by some, by some gross semen? And that's what my doctor did to me. Yeah, you're right. You're right. If there's just like a little bit of germs in his semen, then he he could be inoculating um, kids. He, so he could be saving lives. Yeah. He could be saving us from some epidemics that um, might have spread through people who weren't vaccinating their children. For all we know, this guy's like the... This did happen in California, so the chances are that are high. Yeah, high. This is like the Pied Piper of making sure kids are getting their vaccines. And and you know what? How many of how many of those recorders that everyone got as a kid were covered in semen? Could be all of them. Yeah, but mine were like a nice PVC material, so it was mm. easy to wash. Yeah, well, this is the lesson. Just wash. If if these kids had just washed them, you don't get something that another kid painted. And then not wash it? Yeah, or you're accepting things from your public school institution and not wash them before you put it in your mouth. Dumb. Mm. Yeah, learn your lesson there. Also, these kids' germs are probably way worse than this guy's, this adult's semen. His, you know, these kids are probably, who knows if they're washing their hands. Austin doesn't wash her hands after peeing. So, I mean, who knows what kind of grubby little children germs are already on your flute. The semen could be the cleanest thing that's happened. Yeah. Look, we're not, we don't stand for much here on the Gender Fluids Podcast, but there are two things we stand for. One, every American's right to cut off dead people's dicks mm-hmm. as long as it doesn't violate the religious rights of those dead people. Mm-hmm. And two, you should be able to come on little kids' flutes if it's not hurting anybody. <laughs> like, if you have a clean bill of health and no STDs, like, there shouldn't really be that big of an issue. Because if somebody hadn't have snitched, no one would have right, known. Right, the best thing that could have happened is that these kids never knew that that happened until they were an adult. And could properly laugh about it. If I were told now that someone had come on the recorder that was given to me, uh, I would laugh about that. If you told me as a seven-year-old, then I'd have to know what semen was as a seven-year-old. If you told me as a nine-year-old, I would have been more interested in playing the flute, honestly. Yeah, so, you know, (laughs) the the only misstep here was stopping this man. (laughs) (laughs) These people are trying to live their dreams. This is America. What's he supposed to do? Not come on some little kids' feet. <laughs> yeah, not bothering anyone. What fake, what fake moral outrage that these parents are drumming up? Do they even feel it? Are they, you know what I mean? Or are they just doing this for Facebook likes? No kid should have to put their lips on a cum-covered flute. We shouldn't live in a... Yeah, really? Do you even care? Get the fuck out of Don't you have enough to worry about? People are getting killed. People are getting killed, so let your kids eat come. Of all the things to write your congressman about, it just should be a low priority. Low priority. This yeah. is this is the kind of thing. I mean, what do you think? I, I think a public apology where the guy comes out and says, hey, you know what? I thought it was funny. My bad. Just don't kill your kids. Yeah. yeah. Times 200 hours community service. Not He's bad. just going to come on stuff if he does, so... He's, this guy's going to live his dream. So public apology is the best we're going to get out of him. Maybe find him enough money to pay for a few new flutes for any kid who found out that theirs is contaminated. That's the other thing is, like, they say anonymous tip said they should, like, check it out. Mm-hmm. So do they then go around and confiscate all of these and then, like, send them to a lab and swab them all and find, like, traces of, like, seminal fluid? The article said, they, they, I think they wrote a letter to, like, all the parents and they were like, hey... Um, if you want to just go take the flute out from your uh, kids' mouths and put it in a plastic bag and send it in, we will test it. Um, an enormous waste of taxpayer money, by the way. It costs more to test those things, I'm sure, than the 20-cent flutes cost in the first place. So they should just be telling these parents to throw them away yeah, or like wash them, these honestly. Cheer- <laughs> these flutes that have the tears and sweat of the small children that made these in a factory somewhere mm-hmm. not here. Yeah. Might have some nice man's... Might also have semen. <laughs> Blood, tears, and semen. Yeah, some nice some nice man. Yeah, this is the best thing that's happened to this flute. This is the, the most joyful thing that's happened to this flute. So, yeah, it's a, it's a big waste of money just to find how, what, just to make, to see how many hundreds of flutes that he masturbated on just so that we can get his sentencing right. No, tell the parents, hey, just, hey, uh, wash the flute, by the way, in case you haven't washed it, you might want to put it through the dishwasher 
or whatever y'all are doing to your your dildos and flashlights out there. Why why oh are we no, wasting taxpayer dollars testing them? My kid's drawing is going to come off if I wash it though. Well, fucking then buy him a new flute and let him draw on it again. Right? Was it good art? I mean, come on. Sorry. Or hey, tell your kid, hey, y- you come on this flute. Let mommy and daddy teach you how. <laughs> okay, that's your contribution. so excited sex fetish of the week is my new favorite thing um, do you want to get high yeah let's get high and, and and learn about people fucking we're gonna learn we're gonna learn about people who like birthing fetishes fetish uh, of the week pow right what was yeah. it <laughs> bam bam or bang bang <laughs> i think it's like bang yeah yeah fetish of the week which is a birthing fetish so uh, do you want to try and guess what the birthing fetish, what a birthing fetish is, or what it involves? Uh, okay, a birthing fetish is when someone likes the like exp- the idea of giving birth, but they want it to be sexual, and so they put some some kind of large thing inside of a vagina. Maybe it's even something that's shaped like a baby or uh, looks like a baby or something, but it's kind of like inflatable or deflatable in some way whatever the material is it's like malleable enough that you could kind of stub it into a vagina and then pull it out and it'd be difficult but not like quite like breaking you open difficult you know um they're not gonna cut what is it called when they cut your perineum or something you know what i'm talking about i have no idea uh, sometimes when a woman i know what birth, you're talking about but i don't know the official yeah. name for it <sighs> anyway that's horrifying so um okay so they have this doll and they're uh, and so the guy it is uh, like shoving it into the girl. Like how you instantly make this heteronormative. I'm gonna always do that. I thought if the thought crossed my mind, or a guy shoving it into a guy's butt, whatever. But like, okay, it's yeah. his butt, but he's he's not doggy style. His legs are over his uh, shoulders. Let's be real, it's mostly women. We can go. Yeah, but if it's a gay guy, his legs are uh, over his shoulders so that he could uh, simulate being a woman. And so they're shoving the baby in the vagina or asshole, probably the vagina. And then pulling it out, um, presumably there's going to be some kind of fucking motion with the baby uh, shape thing. And then um, I feel like there's one more piece to this. I don't know. Uh, probably she's rubbing her clit and she tries to time it so that like she comes right when the baby, uh, the baby's head comes out. Or is it the whole body? Like right in that moment where they're just like taking it out. And then she comes while that's happening. Okay. I mean. Give me a grade. I would say on accuracy, not on uh, originality. Well, and there's like accuracy and completion. So there's a lot you left out. There's some you got wrong and there's some you got right. I feel like I at least passed, but what would you give that? I feel like you passed more or less. The things I think you like, uh, that you, the, the one thing that I think is wrong about it is like the degree to which you ascribe sexuality or sexual nature to it. So it's a fetish. So it is sexual in nature, but like there, it, there's not always the necessity of like another sexual act, like stimulation along with it to derive sexual pleasure. So sometimes like just the birthing aspect of it that you're talking about is like all that they're going to do. They're not necessarily going to like do that kind of fake birthing that you described and then immediately get off if they get off at all. So like, yeah, so like there's, so you're more or less right. Like the birthing finish is about like, uh, people who like to imagine that they are giving birth or are pregnant uh, and like giving birth. Um, mm. Do they walk around for a couple of weeks or months no. with like a Well, I mean, not that I know pillow? of. I'm thinking more specifically of like there's a, there might be a community that's more into the larger role play of it. Okay. Cause there's definitely like people who are into belly inflation. I mean, a nine month like uh, anticipation period seems like, like an interesting the thing. Intense. You know what I mean? Like if you really want to build it up. Um, that like, seems kind of fun. I know there are people who are into like inhaling a bunch of air into their stomach or like drinking a bunch of water oh. and into, like distending their stomach. I do that all the time on accident. Yeah. So some people like intentionally try and do that and work I could on do stretching that. I it could out. Just be, the way that my fat distributes, it's all in my stomach and I'm constantly bloated from my lifestyle. And so I could do this fetish so easily. You could be like a little pregnant dom type thing. Like pretend I'm pregnant. Oh. Stomp my stomach and kill the baby. Oh, <laughs> God. 
Um, There's my Mormon upbringing. Just yeah. <laughs> We're okay with talking about how it's fine to give like semen coated Kill, flus to children, but stomping babies. on a fake baby. Well, that's the thing. It's like what we I've do with the live babies. We don't give a fuck about it's those dead babies. Okay. But yeah, so uh, they're into the the just the stomach things. Meh, not really there. Okay. Um, it bridges the birthing community kind of bridges up against the stretching community where people just like trying to stretch as large as they can. Um, but the most that people will carry things around with them is for like a day or so, and they'll put like uh, different objects inside them and try and hold it inside for a while. And so then, if you're a dude doing it, you're putting it in your butt. No, so you can't do that safely. If some people are doing it. I don't haven't seen people doing we that. We do not endorse it here. On yeah, Jennifer's. that's fucked up. That's like how people end up in the emergency room. Totally, and that's it's embarrassing. Like, yeah, because your intestine doesn't stop, and you can't push oh. that shit out after a certain point. Oh, you man. only control a small part how, of your intestine. How powerless must you feel in that moment when <laughs> you just are? You're a man who's not even presenting as gay, and you are at the doctor. Yeah, you know, you got to pretend it was a threesome with two chicks, right? And they did no. that. I mean, it's a doctor. Like, yeah, I was curious. I know. I'm just saying, if you were the kind of guy, if you're in a small town, and you're Dude, like, a if you're in a small town, those man, doctors have seen so much shit. Fine. They're probably great at keeping those secrets, except for like their two drinking buddies that are also doctors. Yeah, people are into it, and so there, there's not a lot of curing that happens, but there is like a repeated birthing like thing. So some people will like put a thing inside them and like to really try and push it out and like get it out and then they'll just put it back in and like bird the thing several times yeah. over to just have the for the sensation of just having the thing pushing the thing out of you and there are some people who will put a thing inside of you and kind of go to the edge of it and kind of hold it there and kind of push it out a little bit like make it crown so to speak mm -hmm. and then pull it back in and push it out a little bit and pull it back in uh, there are people who, so it it's not always babies. Like Sometimes they sex. have like small baby type things that they put inside of them uh -huh. uh, that look like a plastic baby. Some people use fruits, like large fruits, like grapefruits oh. and things like that. Like that's roughly head size. Well, grapefruit, sure. Um, it depends on which variety. And yeah. And you have to work season, up to but that size. So you eventually you'll get to like birthing Coke cans and things like that um, that are slightly smaller, more cylindrical. And then you can work up to more oddly shaped things. The, you know, the Kong dog toys, little no, dog toys do that look like a butt plug almost that are cylindrical. It's a tiny little cylinder, then a medium cylinder, then a large cylinder with a hole oh. going through the middle. You like put treats in and they have to bite on to get it out. It's made of plastic. Well, they go from very small two to three inch heights to like six inches tall and like a five inch like wide base. So people will, Put that in small side first and then like bird it out. They use the dog one? Mm-hmm. Okay. Sounds like a birthing toy. Some people are into aliens, so they'll put like Like I kind of feel like if I see a them. picture of this, it will ruin me a little bit for for the rest of my life. Good. You know I have the babies. video of my birth, right? You've seen it? Oh yeah. Oh, I've watched Wait. it many, many times. I've never I've seen mine once when I was younger, and the fact that you rewatched yours is a little odd. I know, and that's coming from you to me, so that's a fun <laughs> dynamic. Maybe that's why I'm so not into sex like you are, you know. I just have seen my own mother's vagina pushing my head out so many times that I'm like, you know what? <laughs> when was the first time you saw that? Oh, when I was very young. My dad, it was on VHS, and my dad, you know, you, you know how when you have home videos, they give you those little labels with, like, five lines you put on. My dad would always, because we would record... Um, lots of things on one VHS. It was like eight hours. And so on this tape, it's like some Disney Channel movie and then, or Disney movie, there's no Disney Channel, but it, you know, anyway, it was a Disney movie and then it was my birth and then my dad wrote like parentheses, rated X, parentheses. <laughs> and so if you watch this tape, it's like Fox and the Hound. Get the fuck out. It's yeah. attached to Fox and, it's the like Hound. Fox and the Hound. That's the saddest VHS in fucking history. And then there's you want to cry and then watch your head be shoved out of your mother's vagina. Yeah, and so it's and it's, cry again. It's in the middle of Fox and the Hound too. It's the new ending, and so you're watching it in the middle of the movie. It just it's like, and in a moment we'll be back um, with your Disney feature presentation. You know, after these messages, and then it's like a little bit of static, and then it's my mother's vagina. Like, and you know, in eight, in like eighth grade, when they show you a birth, and it's like several feet away and kind of in the air. Yeah. And like you're looking down. No, no, no. My dad is in there, 
Like, I don't know if he was zoomed in. I'm like, how did the doctors even let him get that close? Are they over here and his camera is like right next to their hands? Maybe. Because it's like right. I've <sighs> never been in the room for a birth, so I don't know. Me either. I don't really ever intend to be unless required by my sisters. Do you know what I mean? Well, you watched your own self <sighs> be birthed several times it's, over. It's all right. It's done so much damage. You can't watch. No, I. Uh, sexy people who are not your mom that you could be attracted to birth things that aren't living. Yeah, like it might ruin the vagina for me if I see this. You know, I don't want. Yeah, I don't think that's possible. <sighs> You're right. Maybe not. I don't know. Um, so they don't uh, try to use something that like looks like a baby or is necessarily shaped like a baby. Just d- some, but the head. Some people do. Do they draw a little face on the head? I really would like. They make a little Charlie Manson swastika in the baby's foreheads. Yeah, so they can pretend they're giving birth to the Antichrist or something. It's metal. Yes, there's probably a lot of people. I think we're going to give people ideas. Well, that's I don't think you're having enough fun with your birthing fetish. If you're doing this, go all the way. A little hair you could sew to the... This podcast is both educational. It's not going to feel quite the same if there's not a little bit of hair. Yeah. You're not getting the right experience. This podcast is both educational and inspirational. What are we doing about the umbilical cord? Um, there's a few that have like a little cord attached to the stomach, but most of what I've seen, the umbilical cord isn't a thing. Mm. And this is just people who really want to role play the birthing fetish. Now there are people who have actual birthing fetishes where they like watching people have live births and they like watching like women like give birth. And it's not like a bunch of creepy dudes. There's a lot of like woman empowerment, like is the there sexiness like of like stuff, but for birthing. Are people paying to watch birds? I don't like, know if they're watching it while it happens. I haven't looked into that. But there are for sure people who have like purposely set up and recorded have themselves. Have people been Facebook living their births? There's got to be. Oh, How come yeah. How my friends are Facebook living me their births? How many friends do you know have had a birth and would be down with Facebook living it? I know. I have the lamest friends. If we lived in New York, we would definitely be getting some Facebook live I hope birds. I don't have any pregnant friends that do that shit. But you, I don't know. Apparently, Austin is uh, grossed out by birth giving. We found. I'm not grossed out by birth giving. I just don't want to watch my mother give birth. Not your mother. One of your friends. No, I don't mind if I have to go watch them. I just don't think you should Facebook Live your fucking childbirth. Oh, no, you definitely shouldn't. Yeah, that's all I'm opposed to. I don't give a shit about seeing it. I'd probably, like, smoke a joint and watch it. Like, oh, shit. I'm desperate for attention, are you? I mean, just Snapchatting. (laughs) 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 Although, please do that. That's perfect. Facebook Live is a little bit. Okay, Snapchatting is (laughs) trashy as fuck. That's badass. No, that's metal. What did you call it? Metal? Earlier? (laughs) Something (laughs) <laughs> You've got to Snapchat your bird. Oh, whatever. Uh, Snapchatting your... Oh, God. They have a Snapchat filter that's, like, just attuned perfectly to, like, recognize vagina crowning. Mm-hmm. So you could, like, put some funny faces on you that baby's heads totally. that come out. <laughs> 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 oh, that was Snapchat. I hope you need to sponsor somebody. You can just go ahead and write us our check now. <laughs> I feel... Yeah. All right. You want to see some birthing fetish stuff? Oh, my God. I'll try. I'll try. Ugh. Okay, we're going to start you out simple. This this is, uh, if anyone wants to look this up, this is uh, stretchingcouple.tumblr.com. The title of their website is The Freakier the Better. The header is a white guy with what looks to be a black man's penis. It's just a big dick. I don't know. Maybe the light's making it look that way. This is just simple uh, guy fucking some people. Some so this is, like, okay. so this is like a... What we're looking at right now is just a picture of what's typically referred to as a dragon dildo, more or less. This woman's um, in some sort of turkey-like position. Well, she's the dragon dildo's on the ground. She's got her feet squatted on either side, and she's, like, lowering herself onto this thing that's got to be at least, like, five and a half inches around. So, like, pretty sizable. It's like a sizable. turkey being stuffed. Uh, yeah, so this that's would be, exactly. like, a preparation-type phase where she's, like, getting <sighs> ready like you gotta, you can't just start shoving things in it willy nilly. You gotta kind of prepare the vagina to accept like a large yeah. baby, like. This is why I have jokes about stretching vaginas out because it's so horrifying. This is her riding a tree trunk, like vagina, or like dick. Yeah, that's massive. Oh, it literally says tree trunk. Holy tree trunk, Batman. Oh my god. So yeah, just to describe this one, this is at least a foot and a half tall. 
And how probably six to eight inches around. I, I would say a five like, inch diameter. Like you take four, both of your hands four to plus fit. inch diameter. Like if you took both of your hands and like fingertip to fingertip made a circle, like it would be about as big as mine. That's huge, yeah, that's right? Big. Like I would have to go like. It's too big. Wow. Whatever. What I'm, do you think of when you think I'm of that going inside you, Ariel? Oh, I'm not. I don't think of that going inside me. I won't sympathize <laughs> with that. I will not turn my mirror neurons on. I just feel bad for her. Oh, Jesus. Well, she's great leg muscles. It is. Mm-hmm. It does look like a good workout. Oh, sh- yeah. That's probably why her leg muscles are so toned. Yeah, she can definitely squat at toilets. She's good at yoga. Okay. Well, I have these other pages pulled up, but we're getting progressively weirder as we go this way. All right. Well, fuck that video. Oh you can God. see, so this lady's oh. having her vagina held open. Oh it's it's literally just like a little black hole. A little is not the word. Oh, boy. So, you know, fisting oh. is the natural oh. part of... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Monster oh. Pussy is the name of the Tumblr that this is coming from. It's, I don't... <laughs> It's just a nice like you know inside shot. I look, I like have to look away. So see, look, this is like an easy in, like that's just an Avion bottle. It's actually they are very uh, malleable, ergonomic. Yeah, they crinkle up a lot. There's a lot of give. Yeah, like this is tasteful. She's got some nice like rose underwear on. Mm-hmm. Are you trying to look away? I look away a lot. <laughs> I'm only glancing at it. So I'm, this is a little literal, but this is a giant eggplant. I'm looking at this stuff only the tiniest bit more than. Ugh, then I looked at uh, two girls, one cup. When <laughs> my it's just plopping out. Again, monster pussy. Yeah. Wonderful oh. website. Okay. So then we move to people who are into actual babies being born. Oh my god. So. Oh, there, here we go. Live birth. No epidural. Yeah. No ep. Oh, that's oh. Yeah. That's the like this one's just like so. This one has a lot wider. Like, there's a large, wide variety, but the live births have like wide varieties because some people want like specific settings. I'm trying to decide what the best analogy, the no epidural is like the no condom of. No epidural is like no pain meds. No, no, I mean like the analogy to, you know, how like, they're like raw dog in it. Raw dog, yeah. Yeah, like that's like a, a, that's no like a you're coming inside someone that's like a little uh-huh. more intense. And then, so, but then you get like more intense where it's like, let me want oh, like more blood and like baby? a lot of Oh wait, is placenta. this actual? Yeah. Oh, so these are, okay. These are all real people. Uh, this is just like a natural like birth, just like here. Aww. This one is like a you water just birth. See a birth, a, t- a classy video they just wanted to make to share. Yeah. This is so like some of these have doctors, but yeah, like this is like a at home like water birth. There are people that are like about it. Like, um, like the title to this blog is this is uh just birthingdeeper.tumblr.com. And their catchphrase is, finally expressing my birthing fetish in an acceptable place. Birth videos are my thing. Can't stop, won't stop. I just, here's my question for you. Uh, do these people need therapy? No, or, no. Or would they be happier if they didn't have this birth fetish? No, I don't think either of those things are mm-hmm. things that would be entertained. So, like... I don't think they need therapy just because they're just into a thing, right? Mm-hmm. So that's fine. They're not doing any of this illegally at all. Like, none of them are, like, prop- trying to, like, get pregnant just to have a baby. And, like, if you are doing that, that's fucked up, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like, just to, like, have yeah, babies well. because you enjoy it and it feels well, that's good. that's what happens when you have a fetish. Like, you have to kind of take it further and further. No, that's that's essentially, like, re-articulating, like, the slippery slope argument. Sure. Yeah, but that's just such a bullshit argument. You don't find the slippery slope to be true in your own life? No, not mm-hmm. really. So, like, I think, like, the slippery slope argument, like, I'm not saying you can't, like, follow a trajectory in some sort of way, mm-hmm. but I'm saying slippery slope implies a lack of control. Well, that it's inevitable. So it's very deterministic to say, like, if we let this thing happen, then all of these other things are going to uh-huh. definitely happen. Well, no, but I think it increases the likelihood that you'll get there. I think that's kind of like just a false argument. You can make that argument about anything. Like, if we pass a law that like prohib- that like allows like religious people to discriminate against gay people, you could say it increases the likelihood of like a fascist dictatorship rising. It doesn't mean that that fascist dictatorship's actually going to rise, even though it looks pretty probable. But everything increases the likelihood of a thing in another way. So right. that's kind of like a- I'm just saying you don't think there's one person who is going to 
um, eventually decide that they need to get pregnant just to have a baby? No, I for sure think there's that person, and I think that person's wrong. I mean, just to have a baby for this fetish reason, I yeah, say. I think that would be wrong, but I don't think that means all those people are wrong. Right, but, but and, technically... And I don't think that, like, we should cut that thing out because that one person... That's like being like, okay, well... This one person really likes milk, so, like, they're eventually going to go, like, suck on a cow udder and drink milk straight from the cow udder. Mm-hmm. Well, that cow didn't consent to that. It's not really wrong. That's, like, what the udder's meant to do, but it's still weird. doesn't mean that we should stop everyone from drinking fucking milk. Right. It would only like, be if, like, if it really d- did come to pass that a lot of people were getting pregnant with babies they either didn't want and, and then wound up not having yeah. at the end of it. Or, um, you know, were... But I think there's something, something. I think there's something very dangerous though about like tossing out hypotheticals, or mm-hmm. like about things being just carte blanche long or just like I think there's it's dangerous to ask the question like are all these people like mentally disturbed because of this one thing mm-hmm. or should we not allow this to happen because of this one thing until it reaches like a point of actual concern. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. Because, like, raising that question then makes it, like, a legitimate point of discussion that we have to decide now. And then you're deciding off of a thing that you're afraid of happening in the future in, like, theoretical circumstances instead of, like, a set of, like, real, like, circumstances that are in front of you you can engage with. Well, I'm not even talking about uh, legal stuff. Just, like, if you found yourself... I know, that's, where that leads, though. No, I know. I just mean for your own personal life. Like, if you found that you... um, I mean, and I don't know what it is for these people, like if they can't get off without it or if you're saying it's just more of like a psychological fetish um, that just really excites you. Like like you seem to be saying a lot of fetishes aren't really sexual. Um, So they are. It's it's not to say that they're not sexual. Mm -hmm. Right. Like they are sexual in nature in a lot of ways or it's it's an attraction to. Or a reaction, a po- very positive reaction to right. A uh, they're very physiological, even yeah. if not sexual. But I mean, I think. So what I'm saying is that, like, well, so I just wonder if 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 I woke up and I was like, oh, oh my gosh, I'm super excited by birth in this way that is confusingly maybe sexual or not, but is very physically overwhelming, um, and I just want to see births and watch videos of it and stuff like that. I, I wonder, and I, cause I don't know, like I wonder to what extent would I make that into a hobby? Um, I think you're mirroring it, like with that argument, you're mirroring essentially the logic that you're using to explore your own gender identity right now where you're <laughs> like, how far does that go? Yeah. Oh, is that what it, it is? Like I'm afraid of the rabbit hole in my own brain. Yeah. Maybe. I think, yeah, I think I, uh, because I'm just going to empathize with whatever then I'm thinking about what my own fucked up brain would do. Well, hmm. Because, like, yeah, you, I think your idea is, like, based on, like, the fact that there are people that have those rabbit holes in their head and don't have mm-hmm. the control not to go down it, as we saw with, like, the dick guy yeah. and stuff like that. But there are people out there that do have that most people i think do have that control and have that like innocence of mind so to speak where they're able to like stop themselves from going so far down a rabbit hole or to taking a step out of the rabbit hole and into reality i would i would really like to interview one of these people and figure out see if we can get to the bottom of it with our armchair psychology well i mean with me on a fantasy level i like the whole alien fucking thing and like right yeah and like that bridges up into this in a weird intersection because there are people who are into like the idea of like fantasy impregnation like yeah aren't you into that yeah like where it's like a science experiment and like i get to have a badass superhero like baby like human mix oh yeah that's oh, is just that like, part of it? Well, it just makes it more fun to think Cross about in the off thing. Like, you know how, like, you ima- I don't know, like, I can imagine, like, what if I had just, like, a badass, like, half-alien kid we just, like, fucked around the space universe? Yeah, but that That'd doesn't sound dope. like a sex fantasy. That just sounds like well, that's just like Well, yeah, that's just, like, a bored, stuck-in-traffic, like, thought. Oh, I was like, is that what you do after you come? But it, you think about the sun that you just birthed? <laughs> <laughs> You imagine no, y'all's life together? Is that what it's like to no, be? No, I usually fall down asleep <laughs> yeah. and just, like... <laughs> That sounds nice. Um, so this is the weird. So what, this is the last one I've got for you, and this is birthing uh, a underwear. fake a fake fish. Uh, a I think oh. they're cute underwear. Oh. Well, we have. To this is like taste. for like the. 
She's wearing her underwear inside out. So this is like goes up into like a mixture where some people like to imagine slugs and snails impregnating them or different insects or like fish like creatures and they have to birth their spawn, quote unquote, or their eggs. So this is her doing that. Uh, oh this is just, yeah, a little weird niche thing. So mm-hmm. right now she's getting it. She's pushing it down a little bit. The panties are still up, but that's because she's moving it from the yeah, cervix all the way to the bottom. Yeah, she's things where she moves her fingers around. She's not doing enough. Come on. Well, people. she's pushing it's it down right, right now. She's trying to get it all the way to the entrance, uh, and then she's going to. Oh. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. Ugh. Here so we go. I'm so afraid. Oh, my God. Okay, a fish, or was it a fillet or a whole yeah, fish? Yeah, it was like a little gummy fish. It's not a live, oh. it's not a real live it fish. It's like, like a, a fillet of a fish. Synthetic fish, so yeah. See, this is kind of bulging. She's like pushing There's it downwards into the panties now. This is the second shot. We're rewatching it. What's a shot from underneath called? Uh, upskirt. I guess it's an upskirt shot. That would accurately describe this angle. Oh, God. So, okay, what's your into it? No. No? No. Very, very turned off. All right. So I would give this fetish, um, for for how much it turns me on, this will be fun. For how much (laughs) this fetish turns me on, uh, I give it an F minus. F minus. What was the last one? Pony plate. That one seemed like a C plus. There's things I could use out of it. There's elements that I could use. You you were into the breeding thing. On a curve, a C plus. Yeah. On a curve. Under certain circumstances, B minus. Maybe. To be honest. It, if the I breeding find the situation, right, like the forced breeding. Yeah. If I had a stable with people, I don't know. I don't know. In your fantasy billionaire had, situation, you would have a couple of... If I could hire a bunch of <laughs> hot actors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I need 27 men and three women <laughs> that match these physical descriptions. <laughs> This is why I should be a millionaire or billionaire, probably. No, this is a billionaire Beca- project. It is a kind of a billionaire thing. I mean, but if it was several hundred million, I'm just saying the Kickstarter, I only need $300 million to be the kind of person who will buy this. So that's their Kickstarter. We just need $300 million and then I will hire these actors. Because honestly, you could, if you just wanted to do it, you could spend two out of your three on this that's and what I'm save saying. Still 100 have million. It. That's what $300 million is. That's that level where you're like, I can afford to g- spend a hundred million dollars on one cool thing. Um, that's that's that bare minimum, though. I need three hundred million before I'll um, be comfortable. Anyway, so <laughs> enough to. You need the outfit, like you need a cool badass, like equestrian. Yeah, like, I'll English be in the outfit. Yeah. type shit. And there'll be minimalist uh, costumes for the yeah. people. Very minimalist. It's whatever you want. Right. These are your horse people. Yeah. <laughs> your ponies. They're probably not even going to be in outfits. They're probably just going to be... Anyway, we can't. (laughs) 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 All right. Well, Well, that's it for this week. (laughs) Bye.